Welcome to Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth, and we are in studio today to talk about um, the practice of setting intentions, the practice of setting um, resolutions and yoga uh, and Ayurveda. We sometimes call that practice a sankalpa, something that is deeper even than intention or resolution, but is something that kind of supports our dharma, our pathway of becoming free and using our gifts, talents, and attributes optimally in this lifetime. And as we look at some of the supports that we can find in yoga and Ayurveda um, around setting intentions, resolutions, or manifesting more of our life purpose, I thought it would be supportive today to talk about a few um, pieces of wisdom that Pat Patanjali's sutras bring forward. And the sutra means a stitch of wisdom. So we have sutras or stitches of wisdom that are um, in our everyday life, one of them being an apple a day keeps the doctor away. And I literally used to think that when I was younger, I would eat an apple a day. But underneath that stitch of wisdom is like the right medicine, the right food, the right practices that nourish and support each of our constitutions, which will be different for each person, actually supports our self-healing state. And when I learned more about Ayurveda, which is the science of self-healing, and longevity, I learned that um, when I eat what is optimal for my constitution, I am able to stay in a self-healing state. And one of my teachers said, the first stop should be your kitchen. If you can't resolve what's happening in your body, uh, in the kitchen, in, your, in food as medicine, then you go to the doctor. Um, but I know for me, that was a practice of unlearning some habits that I had and installing more supportive habits that kept my constitution more balanced. And so as we open up the topic of New Year's resolutions, uh, according to the Gregorian calendar, which were a few days away from that New Year's. Um, astrologically, the New Year tends to be celebrated in that tradition um, with the first sign of Aries that happens in the spring in March. Uh, but we are in this depth of winter and kind of this beautiful lull of uh, in-betweenness between the holidays uh, wrapping up and the new year starting forward. And one of the things that can be supportive for a practice as you consider what your intention, your resolution, or even that deeper um, commitment to your gifts, talents, and attributes shining forward in this lifetime is what Patanjali calls a two practice, two ingredients for your resolution or for your sankalpa. And these two stitches of wisdom is that 
practice with non-attachment is a formula to transform the mind that is simple and straightforward. Now, the mind's true nature is always luminous, but each lifetime we have, we are healing imprints, patterns, conditioning, colorings, habits in our mind that are ready to be transformed so that we can connect more and more to that luminous nature that's in the mind and also beyond the mental, emotional, physical body that is that spark of consciousness that's never, uh, that's always present, that's always light. And when we consider this formula that Patanjali gives us, practice and non-attachment, we can start to look at what habits do we practice each day, because we're always doing different routines or similar routines, and how do we approach it with some non-attachment? So what that means is that sometimes um, I might do a practice of yoga and feel so euphoric afterwards that the next day I might come to my mat and want and chase that similar feeling. But if I can come to my mat without the attachment that I'll have that euphoric feeling staying in the present moment, I'm able to let the practice support my present moment. And sometimes I'll come and do a practice and I'll have not a great experience. And again, having to surrender or not be attached to outcome allows me more and more presence in that moment. And so our practices will change over our lifetime and will change season to season to keep our mental, emotional, and physical bodies in balance. But having a practice, whatever those are, or having intentions or resolutions or hopes for the new year, and bringing some love to the practice, letting that practice be something that we do with regularity over time without attachment actually supports the healing and allowing the roaming tendencies of the mind to come to stillness. And in that moment of stillness, we experience more and more freedom. So, Practice over time, ardent practice over time without attachment creates a routine where our life purpose and path can come ever more forward. It helps us remove obstacles and it helps us start to move toward enlightenment or greater connection with light that's within us and around us and creates more mastery so that we can be in a state of greater happiness, greater presence, even when things are difficult, and allows our routines and our resolution to actually support what we're doing in the world. So as we consider these two ingredients of ardent practice or practices that support us staying in a state of self-healing, which might be greater 
order, greater balance, greater harmony, or greater flow in our life, depending on what we need, without attachment, but watching how each day our morning and evening routines support greater skillful action, greater rest and rejuvenation, greater connection within and around us to each other, but also to that higher mind or higher self, that place of wisdom that gives us the answers as we need it, not before. We're able to fine tune our life in a way that allows us to shine who we truly are. And it will be different for each person. The practices you do um, done with love and not out of um, fear or something else allows our higher level self to shine and to really embody the sacred vessel that is our physical, mental, and emotional body. We are more than our body, but our body allows us to be here in time and space to heal past patterns and become more skillful in the now so that our future self, we can grow into that future self we want to be. And sometimes envisioning the future self we want to become supports our current practices. So as you consider at this time of year, what that might be for you, what your practices might look like, what practices are you wanting to release because they keep you out of balance, they keep you in a state of disharmony, and what practices do you want to bring in so that you can have more greater order and balance and harmony and flow in your life. Sometimes I even just consider those four words, order, balance, harmony, and flow, which is a meditation and a practice that comes from my deep study of source point therapy. And I'll look at my life and like, do I need greater order or do I have too much order? And I need to like dial that back a little so that more flow can come forward. And I'll consider that as I look at my practices and what kind of practices do I want to anchor when I awake in the morning? And what kind of practices do I want to put in place when I transition into a state of sleep and self-healing? Because sleep, actually nothing can replace sleep. Sleep is medicine too, just like going to your kitchen, food is medicine. Um, the right amount of rest and rejuvenation and sleep supports us in our waking life to be able to do what we want to do in the world. If anyone has struggled with sleep, um, that can be a real, a real pillar to consider supporting. And as we consider the balance of practice and non-attachment, these two stitches of wisdom that go hand in hand, we can also look at our what, what I'll call cycle time. <clears throat> and what cycle time is, is how is what we're hoping to manifest um, being supported? And so you can think about it this way. 
what our thoughts are. This is how I understand cycle time in this moment. Our thoughts inform our feelings. Our feelings inform our emotions, what we emote in the world. This informs our actions and whether they're skillful or unskillful. And when they're unskillful actions, it makes us have to clean things up, typically. And these actions create habits, which can lift and heal any thoughts, habits, or colorings of the mind that inform and direct our senses. And then those senses, the way they take in information, direct the desires that we next put into place that will inform the thoughts. So it's almost like cycle time I think of as a circle. And where do we need to interrupt that circle? You know, sometimes I've been cognizant of, wow, why did I just do that action, right? But I have to trace back what was the emotion behind the action? Where did that emotion stem from? Where are the feelings in that? And beyond the feelings, where was the thought or the desire that casted the thought? And how can I be more skillful next time so that that action is more in service of what I want to bring forward in my in my life and my world. Sometimes I'm aware of the desire, so the initial portion of cycle time, and how I need to support my thoughts being in service of that desire manifesting. And then that supports the feelings and the emotions I want to bring forward, and the actions, and what habits I need to direct my senses in a way that help manifest those initial desires. So playing with cycle time, and if you have a piece of paper, you can even write these words down in a circular fashion of what are my desires, and then an arrow. How do those inform my thoughts? And then another arrow, making a circle of arrows with these words. How do those thoughts inform my feelings? Another arrow. How do the feelings inform my emotions? Another arrow. How does that create actions that are skillful or unskillful? With another arrow. How does that those actions create habits in me with another arrow. And how does that transform my thoughts, emotions, behaviors of the mind that inform the senses? And then another arrow, which brings you back to your initial desires. So as you look at the cycle time and you think about your ardent practices you want to put in place this new year, done over time without attachment, where are you trying to support yourself 
Is it the thought pattern that you're trying to support? Is it the initial desire that you're trying to set into motion? Are you trying to become more even in your feelings or how you emote or in your actions? And just consider where in this cycle time do I want to bring more skill or bring more resolution or intention or even that deeper practice of your purpose in this lifetime manifesting with greater brilliance, greater ease, greater connection. And then what are those practices done with love, implemented with love? When we do something from a place of love versus have to or shoulds or outdated conditioning, we are much more successful. And we actually look forward to those practices, even if they're challenging for us to do, even if they're things we might uh, need to take smaller steps into. It supports our manifestation of shining more and more light. And we're at a time where each day after the winter solstice, the light increases. And so what are the practices? What are the intentions? What are the resolutions? What is it that you want to transform? And can you bring that ingredient of love forward as you consider one small practice? It may be consciously giving gratitude when you wake up in the morning. It may be stepping into your day with more consciousness. It may be walking out and placing your feet on the earth and taking three breaths or a walk around your neighborhood or connecting with a loved one in a more intentional way with greater acceptance or connecting with yourself in a more intentional way with greater acceptance. It might be a different physical movement pattern, whether it's walking or running or Tai Chi or yoga or swimming or whatever way that you can move your body with joy and intention um, that helps the consciousness, you know, the mind and the emotional body settle and be seated with greater ease, support, and brilliance. And then can we have that ingredient of non-attachment? Can we actually do these practices each day and be present and notice the cause and effect of the practices without getting attached that the next day we will have the same thing because each day, each moment, we are transforming into our optimal future selves. And with the support of our optimal future selves supporting our present moment, we can grow into our fullest potential as humans and bring forward greater love, greater joy, and more of our gifts, talents, and attributes. So as you consider your New Year's resolutions in the Gregorian calendar that we have coming up in a few days, what is it that you want to put into place? And what is your heart's deep hope at this time for you? And staying current and choosing practices that support 
the desire you want to implement and support the thoughts, feelings, emotions, actions, and habits that inform our senses, how we take in information from the world, and then how we put out our gifts, talents, and attributes. That, I hope, supports a more joyful new year, a more successful experiment as you settle into the new rhythm at this time of year, which we're still in a space of kind of deep rest and becoming, like at least where there is winter in the Northern Hemisphere, things are still more being nourished underground before they're going to blossom forward. So staying in connection and harmony with nature and your true nature beyond all conditioning, what do you want to bring forward this year? as we move into 2024 and how do the practices you're doing over time with love and non-attachment to outcome support you becoming your optimal future self. I wish you a beautiful new year and an ever expanding support for your pathway to freedom, sovereignty, authenticity, and deep connection with your beautiful full self and those around you. This is Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth. And I hope today's show gives you just what you need to come up with your ardent practices done over time and support your deepest heart's desires. Happy New Year. Mm -hmm.